blessings and salutations. Peace be unto each and every one of you again. In the name of the Most High Yahuwah, the true beneficent, the true merciful, we give him all holy praise and thanks for his divine intervention. That same praise we give him is holy and eternal praise that is due unto him forevermore. We thank him for his son taking your and my death penalty upon himself so that you and I may live and have that life all the more abundantly. We thank him for his precious Ruha Kadesh, the Holy Spirit, that leads us, guides us, molds us, holds us. Whenever we get out of line and whenever we get out of pocket, the Bible says that whom the Most High chastises, the same whom he loves. I greet all of you, my beloved brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace, prosperity, and paradise. In Hebrew, it is just simply shalom. I see all of you are coming on in here, the same faithful few. It is my privilege once again to wrap up our uh, our series on the benefits of biblical fasting. On the YouTube side, we have the James family with us again. Peace and blessings be upon you. On Facebook, we have Deacon Barron and his family. His daughter, Bianca, greetings to you. And we also have um, with us Lady Marla with us again. Good evening to you as well my dear thank you so much for coming on and I would also like to extend a heartfelt uh, greeting and salutation to those that are listening to us on Anchor and Spotify once again peace and blessings be upon each and every single one of you. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to conclude our lesson. I have really enjoyed teaching this four-part series on the benefits 
of biblical fasting. It has certainly been a tremendous blessing for me to teach this lesson. I have gained a lot of insight, hindsight, and foresight. I have gained a lot of encouragement and strength and power. And now that I have a deeper understanding of it, I am certainly going to put it into practice. And if you have gained any strength and understanding, I hope and pray as well that you will also uh, put it and make it a part of your lifestyles as well. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the word. Let us pray. O gracious and eternal Abba, our Father, King of the universe, Thou who rules and super rules this vast and mysterious universe. Here we are again, two or three gathered together in Thy name. Beseeching you for all of your beautiful and bountiful blessings. We beseech thee to say thank you for blessing us to still be above the ground. For every day above the ground is a special occasion. We thank you for the birthdays of our friends and our families on today. We thank you for those that are still with us. We thank you for your patience with us. And now we ask of thee that thou will forgive us for all of our sins, our wrongdoings, that we have committed against you, ourselves, our fellow man. We pray that you would help us continue to become better men and women, sons and daughters for thee. For we recognize that there is no supreme being but thee, and we are not of the polytheists. Open our understanding to thy precious word Allow us to be benefactors of your teaching tonight as we conclude this series on the biblical benefits or the benefits of biblical fasting. We pray right now that you strengthen us where we're weak, build us back up where we have been torn down, help us to be better men and women for thee. In your holy, righteous, and majestic name we do pray. Amen. Well, once again, this is the grand finale of our 
teaching series on the benefits of biblical fasting. Time really has gone by so quickly, hasn't it? I mean, here we are. This is the fourth and final week of our teaching series on fasting. And um, like I said, I have thoroughly enjoyed. It has been a great joy teaching the benefits of fasting. Um, before we get into the final part and that is the, prepar the preparatory part of fasting, we have to go and review exactly what the definition of fasting is. And um, the way we explain fasting is as follows. Fasting is a powerful spiritual discipline we also said or added on that it should be also a powerful spiritual weapon as well as a way of life and through fasting and prayer the Holy Spirit the Ruach HaKodesh can and will transform your life and the practice of fasting has strong roots, obviously, in the scriptures of the Bible. As a matter of fact, Yahusha himself spent time in fasting and prayer during his time or season here on the earth. And he also expects his followers to fast as well. Now, commonly, fasting also is when any of us, we abstain from food or a certain type of food for a certain period of time. However, we also recognized and we also discovered that there are multiple ways to fast with all of the potential to aid and help and assist us to grow spiritually or salvinically. We also discovered that it is important to ensure that we're listening to both the Holy Spirit, the Ruha Kadesh, and our own body in the way we fast. And instead of abstaining from food altogether, uh, we may fast from a particular type of food or something other than food. And the best example given is uh, perhaps social media. We can abstain from that or fast from that. We may even decide to fast until a certain time in the day. Or we may elect to skip a certain meal. And there are many ways to ensure that we're getting the physical nourishment we need while still enjoying the spiritual nourishments fasting and prayer 
offers us. We also recognize the fact that fasting and prayer can and will bring about more than just personal transformation. Because when the sons and daughters of the Most High sincerely practices fasting and prayer, the Most High hears from heaven and he will heal our lives, he will heal our churches, and he will heal our communities. He will heal nations and he will heal our world. He will heal our global community because fasting and prayer will even bring about revival, a change in heart, change of mindset, a change in direction for the better. And here are some passages of scripture that uh, gives us an example of fasting. Uh, Deuteronomy in the Torah or the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 18 and 19, Exodus the 34th chapter, and verse 28, and Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 2. See? And in the Jewish custom, we are supposed to fast during the day and eat and drink as soon as it got dark. Now, here's something else that we also must realize. Yahusha encouraged in us, his followers, a, or rather, an intentional approach to fasting as a spiritual tool not a biblical law. Here it is. Watch this. When a Pharisee questioned Yahusha about why his disciples weren't fasting like the Pharisees, Yahusha offered his own guidance on the role of fasting. Comparing his disciples to guests at a wedding, Yahusha said these words, or to paraphrase, the wedding guests cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? The day shall come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The referenced scripture is in the Injil or the Gospel of Matthew, the ninth chapter, verses 14, 15, and 16. Okay? Now, although these words were uttered many centuries ago, thousands of years ago, perhaps, a couple of thousand years ago, maybe, uh, the same guidance can and will still apply to us today. Because whenever you or I feel far away from the Most High, fasting will aid and assist and guide and help us mourn our distance from the Most High 
and draw once again closer to him. Now, during this whole pandemic, there have been those that have enforced and to a degree still are enforcing or at least requiring us to practice social distancing. And one of the things that we can't afford to do is practice social distancing from the Most High. We can practice social distancing from one another and people we don't like and we don't have any respect for. But please, ma'am, please, sir, don't practice social distancing from the Most High. We also explored the reasons as to why we should fast, the reasons why we should fast, okay? We presented six reasons, six valuable and important reasons as to why uh, we should fast. The first reason, number one, is because fasting is taught in the scriptures. Fasting is indeed biblical. And we see and observe the very examples of biblical fasting in the lives of historic, iconic, and legendary biblical heroes and sheroes, if you will. The example like Moses, King David, Yahusha. That's the first reason why. It's biblical. And the examples of biblical fasting is in the lives of Moses, Yahusha, and King David. The second reason is because fasting and prayer can and will restore and strengthen your intimacy with the Most High. Now watch this. Many longtime believers Many long-time sons and daughters of the Most High have said personally that they find fasting aids and assists them in rediscovering their quote-unquote first love for the Most High once again. They find their first love for the Most High once again. The third reason why we all should fast is because now it is a methodology or a way to humble yourself in the sight of the Most High. Our reference scripture for this example is the book of poetry, the book of the Psalms, the 35th division of the Psalms, and the 13th verse. Another passage of scripture that aids and assists us is in the book of Ezra, the 8th chapter and the 21st verse. His Highness King David once said, quote, or to paraphrase His Highness King David, he said, I humbled my soul with fasting, which is in the 69th 
division of the book of Psalms and verse number 10. Now, when you fast and when you do it humbly and sincerely and you do it the right and proper way, you will find yourself relying on the Most High more fully for strength when you fast. Okay? The fourth reason is that fasting and prayer will help you hear the Most High more clearly. Okay? To listen to the Most High as you fast. This is what you have to do. Consider and put into practice a time of fasting with a practice of listening prayer. Listening prayer. Listening prayer. Because together, once again, fasting and prayer will transform your prayer life into a richer and more personal intimate relationship with the Most High Yah. It's like father and son time or father and uh, rather daddy and daughter time. When you put fasting sincerely it will transform your life. The fifth reason is the Ruh HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, is enabled to reveal and share with you your true spiritual condition. Now watch this. Whenever you begin to see your own brokenness more clearly, you're able to move closer toward repentance and reconciliation with the Most High, as well as yourself, okay? That's the fifth reason. And the sixth and final reason is when you fast, right? You experience revival in your own life through fasting. The grace and the mercy and the love and the patience of the Most High Yah can and will shine through into, or rather through you, into the lives of others. The Most High Yahuwah, His grace, His love, His mercy, His patience will shine through you into the lives of others whom you come into contact with. In other words, people will begin to see he who lives in you, the Almighty. They'll begin to see the, mo the Most High or the Almighty in you, is what I'm saying. Now, of course, um, there are methods of fasting. We discovered that there are four 
types or four ways or four methods of fasting. Number one, a regular fast is when you abstain from all food and drink with the exception of water. That's the first thing. The second one, partial fast. This is a method of fasting that involves uh, abstaining from a particular type of food. Case in point, the Daniel fast. We just completed the Daniel fast leading up into the new year, leading up into the first day of spring. We did that for two weeks, see? And the book of Daniel, the prophecy of the book of Daniel, the 10th chapter and verse number 3 is our referenced scripture. One particular type of partial fast is a liquid fast. That means when you subtract and remove certain types of drinks from your diet. This could include... Uh, alcohol, caffeine, or it could be soda. And another form of partial fasting is abstaining from one particular meal each day. Now, here's, a, here's the next method or next way of fasting. Watch this. It is an absolute fast. Now, an absolute fast is when you abstain from food and drink of any kind. Now, here, here's something else you have to consider. You should only do this for a short period of time. Because going any longer than three days without eating or drinking is extremely dangerous. Okay? So, mind you, if you're going to fast for long extended periods of time don't do it in bulk I mean don't do it all at once you have to do it gradually see and then finally there is a supernatural fast see there is a supernatural fast a supernatural fast that means there have been instances when the Most High enabled somebody to fast in ways that they were unable to do on their own or under their own power. Because Moses abstained from food and water for 40 days. The referenced scripture is Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 9. That is an example of that type of fasting in the Bible, a supernatural fast. Okay. We also talked about uh, how to fast safely. And we also gave uh, fasting tips and guidelines because the last thing we want you to do is to get sick. Fasting is not about having a major setback in your health. Fasting is about strengthening and 
the empowerment, the spiritual and salvinic empowerment, empowerment rather, pardon me, when you develop a deeper and a stronger relationship with the Most High. So I want to encourage you again. You have to do this safely. Because it's not about getting yourself sick. It's about strengthening your relationship with the Most High. Okay. It is also about developing discipline that you didn't have before. And it's also about strengthening your spiritual gifts and talents as well. That is what fasting is all about. And fasting should be practiced very, very safely. However, as you begin a time for fasting and prayer, family and friends may express concerns about how your fasting could improve your health. See? And you know something? They are well within their rights to encourage you to safeguard your health. In some instances, it could be beneficial to you to even consult with your physician before you begin a time of fasting and prayer. Now, if by chance you struggle with certain medical conditions, such as an eating order, eating disorder, pardon me, or being chronically underweight. You should not fast without the supervision of a healthcare profession. And in some instances, fasting from something other than food may be a better option. However, when fasting is practiced carefully and properly, the benefits of fasting it's a beautiful spiritual blessing it's a beautiful and physical as well as a physical blessing it's a beautiful spiritual and physical blessing as a matter of fact it's been reported that a growing number of people have begun to practice intermittent fasting for its dietary benefits. Brother James, good evening, sir. Thanks for joining us tonight. Now, here are some fasting tips and guidelines. Number one, fasting until a specific time of day or skipping a specific meal each day is safer and more sustainable than a complete fast. Because if a fast now is going to be longer than one to three days, this is a pretty good option to consider. Number two, consider fasting from a specific type of food instead of all food. Especially if you want to fast for a long period of time or have health concerns. As a matter of fact, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I find myself eating less and less sugar. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've actually been doing very, very well. Uh, the craving 
is not as strong as it normally would be. Uh, I haven't been eating or uh, I haven't been uh, engaging or overindulging in it. Now, I, I will eat sugar, you know, in, um, in portions. Um, I, I try my best to eat sugar now. Um, you know, be, be more responsible. Because the last thing, you know, I need is become a diabetic. Because of all this doggone sugar. So I, I, I find myself eating uh, less sugar. And I have to tell you, it, 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 uh, it has really been aiding and assisting and guiding me. And I feel a lot better. I find myself actually trying to eat more fruits, believe it or not. Um, and all the rest of this, uh, this, this sugary stuff, I mean, the, like, like cookies and cakes, candies, you know, all that good stuff, you know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you, if, if you persevere, if you really choose to really persevere, really choose to really hang in there and to really uh, improve your health spiritually and physically uh, that's just an example my, my weakness my number one Achilles heel is sugar you know and um, I'm doing much better I, I, I realize that um, you know, you can't rush improving yourself because when you are improving yourself, you are on a journey of reinventing yourself because reinventing yourself is a journey. You know what I mean? You, you can't rush. You can't rush reinventing yourself. You have to take the time, you know, and the effort, you see? You have to do that for yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. So the benefits of biblical fasting, it's a blessing. It will aid you. It will guide you. It will assist you. And I tell you also, what else the benefits of blessing will do for you too? It will break strongholds. It will break strongholds I promise you it will literally break strongholds oh yeah it will definitely break those strongholds I'm telling you it's not going to happen for you right away I'm not going to tell you that it is because it's not but I can tell you if you persevere if you choose to do the proper work and the proper work on the inside, telling you, it will help you. But you got to do the work. You've got to do the work. You can't rush healing. 
You can't rush uh, becoming the ultimate version of yourself or yourself. You gotta take time. You gotta relax. You have to. You got to. Uh, let's see. Now, if you're going to elect to do a complete fast, which means you abstain from food and water, food and drink, it's got to be very fast. It's got to be very short, rather, excuse me. And it should not last longer than a few days. Now, here's something that's very important. Do not abstain from drinking water for long and only do so under a physician's supervision because the effects of dehydration is extremely serious and dangerous and your body may begin to experience them more quickly than the efforts than the effects rather of hunger because our bodies believe it or not is actually made up I believe of around maybe 75 or 76% water. Even our brains is made up of water. So that's why drinking water is essential. You got to drink water. You got to stay hydrated. And for anybody that says they don't like water, that's just their dehydration talking. But that's, that's, another, that's another subject. And finally, if fasting from food or drink is not uh, a good option for you, you can still practice fasting. Choose something else in your life to fast from instead of food. For example, consider fasting from TV or social media. To be honest with you, I don't watch TV at all. I don't. I can't remember, honestly, the very last time that I watched TV. And I find myself being on social media less and less. Because honestly, the only time I'm actually on social media is tonight, which is a Wednesday. Saturday, which is our worship service, and Sunday for Yosef's Two Cents, the secular podcast. That's it. Other than that, I am hardly ever on social media anymore. So in addition for me now, I'm only, and see, I, once again, at least I be misunderstood, I am only bearing witness to what's going on with me. Ever since I stopped eating so much sweets, ever since I stopped watching television, I just feel different. I feel different. I feel better. I feel more in tune with the Most High. It did not come easy. I worked at it. And so I encourage all of you to work on it.
yourself. Work on becoming the best version of yourself for yourself. For the glory of the Most High. Now, finally, without further ado, I want to talk to you about the spiritual and salvinic preparation for fasting and prayer. The spiritual and salvinic preparation for fasting and prayer. Watch this. Pay attention. When you prepare for this very special, excuse me, an important time with the Most High. Examine your heart. Examine your heart. Examine your minds too. Examine your hearts and your minds. Ask the Most High to guide and aid and assist you to see your own brokenness clearly so that you can confess your sins and your faults and repent because the scripture tells us that Yahuwah frequently calls upon people to repent of their sins before listening to what? Their prayers. Did you know that there are so many broken men and so many broken women in the world right now? There are. There are many Many men and women that are broken right now. And I'm not just talking about broken because of relationships, marital relationships. You know that there are still some men and there are still some women that are still broken from childhood from some traumatic experience in childhood. There are still some men and women that are struggling right now to heal from past relationships. And the reason why that there's a lot of relationships that is on the rocks besides feminism and besides women that feel they are so entitled and men not being men anymore. There's still a lot of you men and a lot of you women. You're still brokenhearted from the last relationship that you in. And you're using that man or that woman as a mnemonic device. And when that man and that woman tried to tell you about what's going on with you, 
You refuse to listen to them. I'm talking about men and women now. In general. There's a lot of broken people in the world. And they're looking for a quick fix. They're looking for a quick fix to be healed. See, men and women don't, and see, a lot of men and women, and some of y'all have been guilty of this same thing. A lot of, a lot of men and women have selective hearing. Excuse me a minute. Had to get some water. Pardon me. Had to get some water. And see, there's a lot of men and there's a lot of women. You're using other men and women as demonic devices. You got selective hearing. See, the fact is, there's an inner urge, there's an inner voice that's within each and every one of us that encourages us to do better and to be better, better versions of ourselves. But we're much rather comfortable in the same position of mediocrity. People settle for being mediocre. People just want to be ordinary. People want to be just ordinary and common. But I got a, I got a question to ask you. What do you do when you find yourself in a situation when you're planning out things for your life but it doesn't turn out the way you hoped it would? What do you do then? What do you do when you find yourself planning and you're thinking and hoping that things turn out the way you want them to in life. But then all of a sudden, life throws you a curve. What do you do then? Do you begin to get angry with the Most High and you start judging Him by your circumstances? Or do you change your perspective and start looking at it like, you know what? This might just be a great blessing in disguise. What do you do? Because you'll be surprised. See everybody talking about a relationship with one another. Relationship with a man. Relationship with a woman. You're making all these plans. 
in case you haven't noticed and you haven't gotten the memo or the email, the text message, or you got, haven't gotten the phone call or the email, the reality as to what's going on in the world, we're living in some times of uncertainty. You can make all the plans in the world you want to. But if things don't pan out the way you hoped it would or you thought it would, what do you do? How do you handle it? Do you have the ability to pivot? See, this is the reason why prayer and fasting and meditation is so important. People talk, they, they talk about certain things, oh, you do it like this and you do it over like that. Like it's so easy. Let me tell you something. As wonderful and as honorable as it is to be a son and a daughter of the Most High, it ain't easy. Some people be praying these dignified prayers. But sometimes when you are away from corporate worship, whether it's virtual or in person, sometimes you got to get down and dirty and just tell the Most High, Father, I need you. I'm on the verge of losing my mind. Those are the kind of prayers. That you need to pray. See. See a lot of people are operating off the Bible. From an intellectual basis. You don't. But a lot of people don't believe in the Bible. They know the Bible, but they don't believe it. They don't believe in its contents. They don't believe in the power of the Bible because they don't believe the Bible has life. And once again, it all pinpoints back to having to fast and pray and meditate. People can talk a good game. They can be quite the wordsmith. Oh, yeah. They can be poetic and they can be uh, eloquent and they can be sophisticated all they want. But if you really are not in tune with praying and repentance, something is wrong. See, a lot of people, they get comfortable. They don't have a, a hunger and a thirst for the Most High. And see, the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because I've been guilty of the same thing. I've been guilty of the same thing. And not only have I been guilty of the same thing, when I listen to some 
podcasters and I listen to um not just secular podcasts but secular uh secular and sacred I realize that there's something missing within them and the very same thing that I recognize that they themselves were guilty of I myself once upon a time was guilty of the same thing so this is one of the most important things when it comes down to spiritual and salvinic preparation for fasting and prayer. Ask the Most High to see, to help you to see your own brokenness and remove the selective lens and to see what you want to see and to hear what you want to hear and read what you want to hear. Because the fact is, not everybody's going to get this. Not everybody is going to accept it. You didn't know that people got selective hearing, did you? You didn't know that, did you? Well, if you didn't, now you do. The Most High frequently calls upon his sons and his daughters to repent of their sins and their wrongdoing before listening to their prayers. That's why I make it my business whenever I pray, whether it's in private or public. One of the first things that I do is thank the Most High for his blessings and the second thing is I ask him for forgiveness for all of my wrongdoings. Tell you something else too. The book of Psalms is full of prayers by King David. And a lot of the prayers that's in the Psalms by King David, we need to be praying those prayers. Just being honest. And the example of King David's prayer is in the 66th division of Psalms, verses 16 through 20. Matter of fact, we're going to turn there right quick. We're going to turn there. Uh, once again, that is the book of the Psalms, Psalms number 66, verses 16 through 20. Let's turn there right quick. We're almost finished. We're almost done. We're almost finished. Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20. Once again, Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20. Okay. Psalm 66, verse 20. I mean, Psalm 66, 
verses 16 through 20. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. It reads on this wise. Come, hear, all ye that fear, that means respect, the Most High Yah. And I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Most High will not hear me. But verily, Yahuwah hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be Yahuwah, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. And uh, for further emphasis, I'm going to read from the Living Bible paraphrase now. We're still in Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20. Okay. You all should know by now that when I'm teaching on any given subject, I'm very thorough. Or at least I try my best to be as thorough as I can. Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20. The Living Bible paraphrase. It reads on this wise. Come and hear all of you who revere the Most High. And I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried to him for help. With praises ready on my tongue. He would not have listened. If I had not confessed my sin. But he listened, he heard my prayer, he paid attention to it. Blessed be Yahuwah, who did not turn away when I was praying, and didn't refuse me his kindness and love. See, unconfessed sins means you cherish iniquity in your heart. You rejoice in iniquity. When you have unconfessed sin is one of the many reasons believers do not obtain answers to their petitions. And because now, 
unconfessed sin, wrongdoing, being one of the many reasons believers do not obtain answers to their petition, this first question has to be asked when you pray, when I pray, when we pray. Is there any known unconfessed sin in my life, in your life, and in our life? Unconfessed sin. is one of the major factors because you have strongholds in your life. So you can't be you can't be comfortable in your own destruction. You can't be comfortable in your own perdition. That means destruction. Strongholds in your life is because of unconfessed sins. And I'm going to tell you something else too. There's a lot of people got unconfessed sins. Unconfessed sins is the result of strongholds in your life. Unconfessed sin is the result of strongholds in your life. Unhealthy proclivities. Unhealthy addictions. Generational curses. See? This is the reason why you can't get your prayers answered. This is the reason why people that don't have no business in your life, they still in your life. This is the reason why a lot of people cannot accept rebuke and correction and teaching. They are not fasting. They are not repenting. There's unconfessed sin. I guarantee you something. When you really start confessing your sins to the Most High, and you own up to your flaws and your faults within yourself. And you really start fasting the way you need to fast. I guarantee you, them strongholds will drop like flies. But you got to put in the work. Come and hear. All of you who fear. That means respect the Most High. And I, King David, will tell you what he has done for me. I'll give you a personal testimony.
I cried aloud to the Father. And he was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Most High would not have listened. But truly, the Most High has listened. And he has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be the Most High. Because he had not rejected my prayer. He hasn't rejected my prayer. And he hasn't removed his steadfast love from me. Listen. I'm going to say these few, these few other things and I'll close. In your prayers, listen good. In your prayers, your conversations with the Most High, Yahuwah. In your prayers, confess not only the obvious sins, but confess the less obvious ones as well. You have to acknowledge the sin of omission. The right actions that you haven't taken. As well as the sins of commission. The wrong things you have done and said. What is standing in the way of your relationship with the Most High? What is holding you back from living and loving like Yahusha? It could very well be self-centeredness. It could very well be spiritual indifference. It could be an unwillingness to share your faith with others. It could very well be putting time spent in prayer and study of the Most High's Word at the very bottom of your priority list. Or it could very well be you struggling to love your neighbors and treat them with kindness. But this is what you need to do. Confess your shortcomings and ask the Most High to work in your heart, to work in your emotions, to work on your mind during the time of prayer and fasting. Now your motive in your fasting time with the Most High must ultimately be to praise the Most High because all holy praise is due unto him forever. Your fasting must glorify the Most High 
and it should not be an emotional experience or attain personal happiness. You may ask the question, why is that? Because the Most High will honor your seeking spirit. He will reward your seeking spirit. And as you spend time in prayer and fasting, the Most High will shape your heart and draw you closer to the Most High. That's what that's what that means. Your motive in fasting should ultimately be to glorify the most high, not to have an emotional experience or attain personal happiness. Because if you do it with a humble and a sincere spirit and heart, the Most High will honor your seeking spirit. And the more time you spend in fasting and prayer, the more the Most High Yahuwah will shape your heart and draw you closer to his son, the Mashiach. That's all I got for you. That's it. That's all I have for you. That's all I have for you. Those are the benefits of fasting. Those are the benefits of fasting, prayer, and meditation from a biblical basis. That's what you do. And don't be like them Pharisees. See, the Pharisees, they were all about, you know, being showboats. But when you do it the right way and when you do it properly... The book says, whatever you do in secret, the Most High will bless you openly. Yeah. Whatever you do, when you pray in secret, the Most High will bless you openly. Don't let your right hand know what the left hand is doing. Don't do that. I'm going to open the doors of the church. I'm going to extend an open invitation. There may be somebody that is listening or will listen. And we have said something tonight that has pricked 
your heart and pricked your conscience. It may be somebody that's listening. And you're tired of the way things are in your life. The door of the Most High is open. You can come right now. The door is open. Come on in. The door is open. Seek, and he shall find. Knock, 
Saturday is night number, well, day number two of our five-day virtual revival. And we will begin our services at the 12 noon hour. 
and we pray that uh, the Most High's blessings will be upon you. But at the same time, I pray that you'll be able to bless the Most High by being obedient to his word. That's how you can bless the Most High. You can bless the Most High by being obedient to his word. But this concludes our four-part teaching series on the benefits of biblical fasting. And if you, by chance, want to um, go back and revisit this lesson, feel free to look on my profile page on Facebook, or you can go to my YouTube channel and just type in uh, the benefits of biblical fasting and uh, the name of my YouTube channel is the Yosef Isaiah Benjamin Network on YouTube. But uh, certainly again, thank you all for listening and coming out to Bible study virtually. And uh, I certainly hope and pray that you will receive or you have received uh, a spoken word, what thus saith uh, the Most High Yahoo. And once again, congratulations to uh, uh, Elder James on his assignment. And we pray that uh, the Most High will be with him. Uh, throughout his tenure at his assignment. And uh, don't forget sometime next month, I believe it's uh, May, uh, Mother's Day, Mother's Day. Brother Barron is going to be having some dinner uh, at his establishment. And if you are a member of the New Bethlehem Temple Bible Church group, then your plate, ma'am, sir, is free of charge. And if you are living in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, please, ma'am, please, sir, patronize our brother. Patronize our brother. All right. I've held y'all long enough. It's almost 9.30. Y'all got to go to work in the morning like I got to go to work in the morning. And uh, the children got to go to school. So I'm going, I'm not going to hold y'all any longer. Oh, oh, and, and even if, if also, thank you, Lady Mahler. And even if you are a member of Lady Marla's Facebook page group, uh, The Couple's Expertise, 
you are also uh, able to get a free meal if you patronize our brothers. So uh, as the time gets closer and closer to that, um, we're going to make the uh, announcement. All right. We're getting ready to go. Thank you all again for listening. I hope that you got something out of these teachings. And uh, feel free to go back and listen to it as often as you can, as often as you would like. And I'm also going to start sending some links out so that uh, the links to uh, Anchor and Spotify can be on my Facebook profile as well as my YouTube channel if necessary so that you'll be able to listen to these teachings at your disposal for as long as you like. Thank you again. May y'all bless you and keep you. And now let us have the final prayer and benediction. Once again, Eternal Father, we thank you for this beautiful time of teaching and facilitating of your word. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with the benefits of fasting, the benefits of biblical fasting. And we pray right now that if it be your will, we would apply these principles to our everyday lives. We also pray that we will start to confess all unconfessed sins to you so that the strongholds in our lives will be broken. All of the curses, all of the destruction that's been going on in our lives will indeed be destroyed. We thank you for this time of teaching. We thank you for this time of reflecting as well. Wherever we are in the world that has been listening, we pray that you will continue to give us traveling grace and mercies to and from our destinations. And we pray a special prayer upon those who, who were injured and we pray for the families of those that lost their lives tragically at JFK Airport on Monday. Give them comfort during this tragic time. Soothe their disturbed minds and their broken hearts. Remind them that you have never lost a patient. And we pray also that if they do not know you in the pardon of their sins, we pray that they will do so right now. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for always being there for us. And we pray that as this Bible class concludes, our relationship with you shall not conclude. Thank you for your blessings and your kindness now. In your name we do pray. And now may the Most High Yahuwah bless you May the Most High Yah keep you. May the Most High Yahuwah 
continue to shine his face upon thee. May the Most High Yahuwah continue to give you peace, give you shalom. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. Join us for part, for night, for uh, day number two of our virtual spring revival. That's this Saturday at 12 noon. May y'all bless you and may y'all keep you. Have a good night. Shalom.